Good afternoon, Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded Computing Design franchise here for this week's Embedded Executive podcast. This week, my Embedded Executive is Marco Leone. He is the Director of Systems Architecture Engineering for Mercury Systems. How you doing, Marco? And how are you, Rich? I'm doing just fine. Thank you very much. So I came across something where you guys are doing this thing called MBSE, which is an acronym for Model Based Systems Engineering, which from what I understand, which is very little actually, is, is different from regular engineering. I'm doing air quotes around the word regular. First of all, what actually, what is Model Based Systems Engineering? So, so Rich, at the end of the day, what model-based system engineering is system engineering with better tools and better languages. So uh, it's basically taking the, the data that you develop as part of your program or product in the beginning in, in the typical systems engineering uh, V and putting it into better tools uh, and in a language called uh, SystemL. And there's other languages out there, modeling languages, but, but the uh, the prevalent language right now is SystemL. Okay, so I'm not sure I really get that. You're saying with better tools. Well, I mean, wouldn't somebody want to be using the best tools regardless? Sure, yeah, but you know, what's interesting is, is when, you know, when we started getting digitized from, from the, the overall engineering um, uh, perspective, you know, we started going with CAD tools, right? The computer-aided design with the 3D modeling and so on. But what's really been lacking is all that data that's developed in the beginning, from the beginning up into the design, right? So, so typically, it's you know, system engineering as a discipline has really been been growing over, over the past uh, you know uh, 10, 20 years, uh, and it's more more of a of a discipline. You see more um, uh, you know more degrees in systems engineering and so on. But it's all that data that's developed in the beginning from the requirements you know, from, from the requirements up into the design, right? So we're looking at requirements, architecture, uh, and, and interfaces that are all developed. And typically uh, those are done in, in, you know, quite frankly, in Excel and in you know, tools like Visio. So it's really taking that, um, that data and putting it into a more disciplined model with interfaces and with, with, uh, with traceability throughout the system. Okay, why does it sound like it's, harder than what I'm used to with typical engineering? Well, it, it's harder because it, there's a couple of things that you need to do um, before you get started. One is, is have the modelers that are, are um, uh, that know the tool, right? So there are different tools out there. The, 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 the two big ones are, are Cameo Systems Architect or Cameo uh, Enterprise Architect and uh, IBM's uh, Rhapsody. You need to know the tool, and a lot of it is, is kind of a software interface. So it's 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 not just open it up and you know what you know what you're doing. And two, you need to know the language, right? And there are a number of other things that are out there that are um, that are uh, um, that we need to keep in mind. For example, the ontology and, and how we're terming different parts of the system and making sure that one model. Um, if they're using that term is the same in, in another model that may be interfacing with that. So there's a there's some effort in there. It's not just, hey, let's just start, you know, using Cameo instead of Excel. So so there's there's a bit of a uh, of a learning curve there. But does that mean it only it, you have to use those specific tools? 
No, uh, it is it is good. So this model-based system engineering is is new in the industry. Although um, we we could talk about how the the industry is going there, especially uh, in the DoD. Um, but um, typically, it is using the same tool. So the model interaction is um, you know you would need the same tool. However, there are companies and there are um, there are new technologies that are are basically. Um, interfacing with 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 different tools so they're um they're looking at how to how to take one model developed in one tool and interface it seamlessly with a a, a model in a, in a different tool so it's still new it's still something that the, the industry is still trying to work out so is is this more appropriate for something like that's an ai that's compute intensive or is it more appropriate that something more mainstream or does it not matter uh, so it, it so it doesn't really so the, the, the computing intensive part it is you know when you have large models of large systems so there is there's absolutely some uh, uh, computational heavy items in there for example uh, on a large system like a, a UAV or a or, or even a ship uh, those models that are being developed sometimes will take no kidding about two to three hours just to open up in your in your in your system so um you know so there it there is a lot of computationally heavy items in there especially when when the models are are what they call executable uh, where you can use it for simulation and um but in terms of you know the interaction with another model you know it you really need to standardize and these days you need really need to standardize on a tool um if you want to be able to interact seamlessly with other models Hmm. Okay. So what have you guys used this for at Mercury? So we've, um, we're using Cameo. So we've standardized on Cameo because that, that is what we're seeing. The, the industry is one of the most popular tools in the industry. Uh, and so what, what we've been doing is, is using the modeling to kind of burn down the technical program risk. You know, for example, we've been modeling um, uh, our system um, like capabilities such as boot, like you know when we when we do our Intel boot and, and how it's being uh, you know secure versus not secure. We're modeling our our, our key management, our secure security key management um, systems, uh, policy enforcement, uh, you know state machines of our, our of our various systems, and, and even um, what we were doing that's 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 pretty cutting edge is, is that we're doing our, our, our attack countermeasure model. We're taking a look at how our systems are, 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 you know, could be or are being attacked, and 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 modeling our countermeasures to that. So is is this completely internal? And what I mean by that is, do your customers care? At the at the end of the day, are they getting the same product regardless? Uh, so some of them uh, don't really care. However, I will say that this is the future of acquisition. So what we're seeing right now, one of the reasons why Mercury started doing this about two or three years ago is that they saw that this is going to be the future of, um, of acquisition from the DOD. So we are seeing uh, it will, every service branch has their digital engineering and slash NBSC office that they're standing up. So the DOD has on full force into digital engineering and MBSE. They've seen the benefits of it uh, uh, 
in, on some major programs like the T7A um, uh, Red Hawk was all done in digital engineering and MBSD. Um, the ground-based strategic deterrent is being done there uh, in, in MBSD and in digital engineering and also um, the next generation air dominance fighter. And they've seen that they can actually cut the development time uh, to a fraction of what it was. And, and it's really kind of a reaction to the F-35 program. They saw that, they said that we can't take 20 years to go, to go deploy a system anymore. We need to do it sooner. And so they've seen, so they, they, they've used digital engineering and agile methodologies in these major systems. And they, they were able to deploy, for example, the, the, the T-7 Red Hawk was able to fly with, and it's a full up brand new design um, at basically half us as what the others were bidding, and uh, they were able to to fly their production in I think about production um, model in about three years, two three years. So it, it is it is a strategic initiative from the DoD's perspective in terms of weapon uh, development. Yeah. And is that what the genesis was for you guys? That the DOD came in and said, you know, this is something you should look at, or did it go the other way around? Did did you guys start working on it, and then the DOD said, hey, maybe we should standardize this? Well, it was more of reading the tea leaves. They they, they saw what was happening, and they, they you know, our um, our senior technical folks and CTO and, and others were were seeing this and saying, hey, they're, they're talking about digital engineering. It's all the rage. It's where we're going. Everyone's standing up offices, and and here's the bottom line is that at some point, sooner or later, and, and, and a lot of folks are saying sooner, that the, the procurement, the RFPs will be coming out with a model as part of the solicitation. And the bidders need to submit their own model in order to be able to bid. Now, think about that for a second. So that's table stakes. So it's either you know how to model or you can't bid. And um, folks, as the you know, in, in the higher echelons of the government, are saying, "Hey, um, because of this, there are going to be a lot of business, businesses that go out of business because they can't they can't compete. They don't have modelers." So Mercury saw that and said, "We need to 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 get on the ball here, and we know that it's not just an overnight thing. We can just hire one or two people, and we're there. Uh, so we need to change the way we do business and the way we do engineering." And so that's why they brought us on board. And we're already seeing it. The OMFV, which is the obsolete manned fighting vehicle, that's the replacement for the Bradley fighting vehicle. They 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 um, released a model and said, hey, the bidders need to submit their model, and that's how we're going to evaluate you. Very interesting stuff. So are you, are you seeing this from other folks as well? Is is it is it becoming more mainstream? It is. So the, the, the tier ones are the ones that are, are, are really, um, you know, hiring. They, they have their team. They have the digital engineering team. They have their modelers on board. Uh, I will say that not every organization within a tier one may have it because we are, we are also encountering, you know, uh, you work with our tier one customers and some of them are doing MBSC digital engineering. Some of them are not. So, but, but every one of our primes does have a digital engineering and MBSC team. Tier twos are where Mercury sits is a different story. So um, we're, we're not seeing a lot. And so we're, our, our leadership is looking at, at this as a, um, as a strategic capability that we have at Mercury. 
is that we, we want to be able to gain market share. We want to be able to uh, help our tier ones in their digital engineering journey. And so we've hired experts on board, you know, some of the, ex some of the um, most renowned experts in the industry, in the MDSC world, uh, you know, we've hired uh, to, to take the lead on this and help not only us get better at it, but our, help our primes get better. Very cool. Well, thank you, Marco. This has been very educational for me because this is all new stuff for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It, it, it is, you know, we're, we really see it in what we call it as the future of acquisition. And we want to be able to compete. And uh, by being first, hopefully we'll be able to gain market share out of this as well. Good stuff. That was Marco Leone. He is the Director of Systems Architect Architecture Engineering for Mercury Systems. And I am Rich Nass with Open Systems Media.